is another edition of State Champs Indiana Hang Time. Greg Brakestraw, Bob Stambazzi with you. We're always presented by Lawrence Technological University. If you dream of playing college sports, LTU offers two dozen varsity sports, including men's and women's basketball. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. More on that later in the program. The star of the show, as mentioned earlier, is one Robert. I don't know his middle initial, Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. How are you? Well, then we're not friends if you don't know what Alan means. But, hey, good morning to you. Uh, I'm sure you recuperated from last night's wonderful show. You two guys were awesome. Thank you. And what Bob is referring to is I am fortunate enough to be on the pairing shows uh, that the IHSA does. The only one I've been a part of it a couple of times, but not on a regular basis, is football. Normally, from a basketball standpoint, uh, I am the analyst. I provide kind of notes on 64 different sectionals across the state of Indiana. Um, Well, last night I ended up being, as we produced this on Monday, I was the host of the show and Chris May filled in uh, as the analyst. Chris runs the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, We filled in both of us for Bob Lovell, who has hosted the pairing show for over two decades, uh, but is still kind of dealing with some complications from contracting COVID-19 early in the month of January. So thank you for the kind words. I greatly appreciate that. And uh, after a uh, after a doubleheader uh, on Saturday, after a game on Friday, I have finally kind of hit that mid-February point of my voice where my very wide impersonation is fantastic. And there is no rest for the wicked or the weary, Bob, because uh, I have games all five nights this week and I have a doubleheader on Saturday. So this is a great finishing kick to end the season for yours truly. Oh, it certainly is, and and uh, enjoy. actually, I actually heard some of your uh, uh, telecast on Saturday, and it's always good to hear you. Well, I apologize for that because I realized my voice is so loud that it like carried over into your <laughs> color commentary's microphone, you know. So uh, I, I'm aware of my lack of voice modulation. So mm. Baz and I, you know, almost kind of like the president and vice president. We're rarely in the same room for reasons of national security, Um, but it has actually happened now twice in the last three weeks where he was kind enough to invite me up for a broadcaster in the course of the year. And I selected Northfield being in the sectional opener for girls basketball. And when, you know, I had Northfield again on Saturday, I was doing the, the, the webcast for the IHSAA, Bob, of course, the voice of Wabash County sports. Uh, He was doing the game for 105.9, the bash. The way that it played out for three quarters was not the way it ended. Um, congratulations to Northfield, but I know they're disappointed that uh, they couldn't finish it off and make it downstate for the state championship game. Yeah, it was very tough. i got to be honest with you. You're up by 12 points early, and you're sitting there thinking, you know, if they can maintain the mental game as much as the uh, physical game, they will be all right. Well, that didn't work out. As a matter of fact, Greg, I, I, and I told coaches, I got a text message during the game, and somebody says, how do you feel? And this is when Northfield was leading, and I said, I've got a bad feeling. Because you (laughs) could really sense that uh, Pioneer, uh, what an outstanding uh, basketball team, their athletes, uh, coaches, tradition, it all came to fruition on Saturday, and and they're going to state finals. And Congratulations, Lady Panthers. All right, so there are four girls basketball state finals that take place this weekend, one on Friday, three on Saturday. Uh, But this is a boys basketball podcast, so with that, we'll get to talking about What's going on in boys' hoops? So, in addition to what you did Saturday, 
What did you have a chance to check out hoops-wise last week? Well, you know, I'm going to go uh, uh, backwards and frontwards because uh, we on Friday night, what we thought was going to be kind of a blowout, to be honest with you, because uh, Norfield has struggled at times. Well, they went into Southwood, and it became a slobber knocker of slobber knockers. Uh, uh, Southwood gets up 21 points. Norfield comes back. Southwood wins by 10, but it was a good high school basketball game. But let's go back to Tuesday night. Northfield hosted McConaughey on a big uh, TRC tussle. All McConaughey did was shoot 52% from three-point line, hitting 16 three-pointers throughout the contest, one off the school record to come away with a uh, big 81 to 82 uh, uh, 82-64 win. It, just, it was just an excellent ball game uh, by the Braves from McConaughey High School. One of the teams we have frequently talked about from your neck of the woods uh, in Blackhawk Christian played down the street from me at Indianapolis Attics and racked up yet another impressive victory. Uh, Attics, the city runners up in Indianapolis. They have been in the top 10 and for a virtually the entirety of the year. May barely hang on to that, may just slip out of it uh, when the polls are announced on Tuesday. Uh, but Blackhawk Christian wins again, 75 to 72. And I know, again, they're going to run into a couple of the teams that you cover on a regular basis right. come sectional time. And, and we will spend the majority of our show talking about the big games uh, with, with great teams being drawn against each other. Um, you know, this year in, in the IHSAA uh, sectional round, because in the pairings, obviously, were last night. But in terms of games that were played last week, Blackhawk Christian scores yet another big victory. Uh, Greg, you look at them. I mean, come on, this is an outstanding basketball team playing 2A, and uh, they're going to take the bump-bump ride. Uh, uh, they're going to w- get to, I think, to the state finals, I think, to win the state finals. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be as easy as everybody thinks because that's what I've heard a lot of discussion with some of the coaches about who could stop them in 2A. But this is a basketball team, extremely well coached, as you know, Coach Davidson, and just doing a great job. And, uh, and and I like what the comment you made, getting outside of Fort Wayne, going up the street in Indianapolis and, and playing down there and playing anybody, any place, anytime. This is make Blackhawk Christian an outstanding basketball team. And again, we reference the polls a lot in terms of, of the different classifications. If you reference the coaches poll, it is a still a one classification poll. Mm-hmm. And Blackhawk Christian is sixth in the state this week. That was released on Sunday night. The four top 4A teams with Homestead finishing the regular season unbeaten at 22-0 is the unquestioned number one. Uh, the only other team outside of 4A that is listed above Blackhawk Christian is Hammond, number one team in 3A. That is number five in the state. Uh, my Friday night game ended up being because of snow and just kind of a lightly scheduled week in the first place. It ended up being the only game I had before the semi state on Saturday. And that was Carmel beating Warren Central. And Warren Central is 16 and six. Um, all six of their losses are to teams in the 4A top 10. They have lost twice to Lawrence North, they have lost to Carmel. Uh, they have lost to Homestead, and they have lost to Attics during the course of the season. Uh, Carmel led that game most of the way, but it was a four- or five-point game most of the way. Yet Carmel is as Carmel does, uh, and that is they, they, get, they got it to about eight points by about three minutes up to go, and you just knew they are not going to make the mistakes. They are not going to miss the free throws that will allow Warren to get back in this contest. Carmel wins that one by nine, and they complete a 7-0 and season in the toughest league in the state, the Mick. Unbelievable. Hey, hey, come on. 
uh, to, to be able to go out play different styles of basketball, you literally have to, right? You got to go up against those different styles of basketballs you're going to catch in the Indianapolis area, and to be able to maintain that, and, and right now finish with a 19 and two record, uh, that is remarkable, Greg. I know you talk a lot about you're going to play Carmel in the 50s. That's where they're going to yep. be. But uh, to be able to do that against the athletes. And, and Division One players they play against day in, day night speaks volumes about that program. By the way, one other couple, one other score I want to reference, and then one other team I want to reference before we focus all of our energy as to what is now going to happen, not even this week, but next week uh, from, a, from a sectional standpoint. So with that, um, from your neck of the woods, and I, and I mentioned this kind of casually in passing, Homestead is done for the regular season. They were able to kind of work their schedule to give themselves a full week off mm-hmm. before the state tournament. Kudos to them, by the way, and kudos to any team that can play a full calendar this year um, around COVID cancellations, pauses, et cetera. Homestead played 22 games. They won all 22 games. For the second year in a row, we go to the postseason with one unbeaten team. Last year, also a great 4A school in Bloomington South. This year, it is Homestead. And obviously, Homestead's main concern, given how good they are, is can they get through March and April undefeated? Uh, And it won't be easy, but it is certainly possible, if not expected. Just your thoughts on what the Spartans have done to be and oh going to the sectional. Well, my concern was, and I believe I made mention of this last week, they still had to play a Carroll rivalry game this week. Yep. And Homestead trailed most of that ball game. But when you look at great teams, uh, Greg Rakestraw, they do find ways to win, whether they're playing well or not so well. Well, Homestead came back, gets that five-point win. So it, it continues to send out that signal. They are truly focused with nothing less than the state title this year because you looked how they beat their schedule up. And once again, I'm going back to another great point you made, getting outside of the sack, going out and test the waters in other arenas. And uh, they have done a phenomenal job. Coach Johnson, uh, just just outstanding, by the way, congratulations to his brother yep. who is going to step down after this year. And, and uh, Mark's a great guy. But uh, Homestead right now, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure they're going to be tested hard until they get right. to my state. And by the way, well, I'll tell you what, the regional, because that's where they get Carmel. Um, well, I, I know, but I, I, I okay. Okay. I, I just think they get Carmel because okay. of how they play. That's, you know, just different. I just. That's okay. Just, no, it's quite, quite yeah, all right. And, yeah, and for yeah. all the great teams that Homestead played this year, yeah. they did not play Carmel. And again, yeah. Homestead basically played everybody else. Their schedule was fantastic. And, you know, we don't talk about this in the pairing show, but they also do draw the regionals um, in terms of when they do the, the state tournament. Mm-hmm. A Carmel-Homestead game would happen in the morning of the regional at Logansport. So not the final, but it'd be a semifinal because the sectionals at Wayne and Carmel were drawn opposite each other. One of the game I want to mention from Saturday, just in passing, Plainfield lost for the first time since December the 1st. They came into the week number five in the 4A polls. Uh, and, and 19 and one going into the game lost at Silver Creek. And again, Silver Creek, the last time we played a full tournament, they're the three, a champs mm-hmm. Silver Creek, number one for a good chunk of the year in three, a currently number two, they have lost four times. But they have lost at least three of those games. If not all four, 
when one of their big three, they have three Division One caliber players, Trey Kaufman going to Purdue, Cooper Jacoby going to Toledo, and then Hayden Northern, uh, who is a junior, who is going to you know make his decision at some point in time in the next year as to where he's going to play college basketball. He's a Division One level guard. Um, those losses have mostly come when one of those three kids has been out of the lineup. Both Northern and, and uh, Kaufman have dealt with injuries off and on during the course of the season. No shame in Plainfield losing that game. Um, and I'm just, it was a late addition to the schedule. I love the fact they went and tested themselves again away from their normal schedule. And, and even though they lost, they will benefit from that game come postseason time. All right, with that, let's pause right now for our friends at Lawrence Technological University. If you feel you're a student athlete that's been overlooked by colleges, then Lawrence Tech has a unique program for you to recruit yourself. Take a listen. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, so with that, and again, there are, you know, some teams are done. For example, Homestead, Carroll, both done for the regular season. Other teams have shut it down uh, as a precautionary measure to make sure they are not quarantined and unable to answer the bell uh, come sectional tournament time. There are still some, some impressive and key matchups that will take place throughout the course of this week. But as is often the case, even in a, in a normal year, let alone this one, all the focus now gets fast forward to the next Tuesday when we start to have sectional matchups. And this was a year where a lot of great teams got drawn opposite each other on the opening night of the sectional or on, say, Wednesday night if you're in a seven-team sectional. Not surprisingly, the sectional 10 that this year's contested at Tech that has four of the top 10 teams in the state uh, from a 4A perspective, uh, the mathematics tell you that someone is likely going to draw someone else in that top five or top 10 uh, right out of the gate. Last year, LN drew Lawrence Central on the Wednesday night game. And this year, Lawrence North drew Cathedral in the Wednesday night game. Numbers three and four will face each other in the opening game of the sectional for the other two. Baz, your thoughts about that? Well, Hopefully they'll let as many people in as possible, but well, they will. But uh, because this is going to be exciting, uh, uh, you know me. I've said this many times. I am against seeding uh, tournaments. I think it's uh, uh, we've already lost one class. Let's stay here with these multiple classes. We're doing great with that. Let's give these kids an opportunity still to compete. I look here. This is the game you've got to compete if you want to win a state title. There's no if, ands, or buts. You're going to get them sometime. Get them the first game. Get out there and get going. You're tested by that time. You already tested all season long. I just think this is one of the great matchups, if not the best matchup in Indiana. I think it's the best one. There are other really good ones. We're going to get to a couple of those before we wrap things up. Uh, but uh, but LN last year, uh, to win their sectional championship, had to get through LC, who was a, the runner-up in the county to Lawrence North, had to beat Attics in the semifinals, who was the city champion last year, and then had to beat a good Warren Central team. 
the path is 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 very similar. Again, there's probably one less great team even from last year's sectional, even though all teams enter this week at above 500. The again, let, let's take this from the Eleanor Cathedral perspective. Once you would beat the other, the path would be you would get either LC or Warren Central. If Warren Central is the favorite, getting a team that's that's kind of eighth or ninth in the state, and then likely awaiting you in the championship game would either be Crispus Attics, who again has been in the top 10 all year, (laughs) or a North Central team that's in the top 10 of the Sagarin ratings, has now a victory over Carroll that took place uh, on Saturday, uh, and and seemingly is finally kind of hitting their stride uh, at the right time of the season. It's what you know happens in that sectional every year. Uh, but, But that's why, you know, for a lot of, of top 10 teams, you think, okay, a sectional is a given. You know, you're thinking about a regional. You're about competing for a state championship. Those teams every year, it's, hey, if we know if we can get out of the sectional, then something great can happen. But all those teams, because of geography, have to focus on, hey, win the sectional, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, you know, I sit here and I'm listening to what you're saying, and and uh, it, it just, yeah, geography is going to enter into a great, great part of this program because I'm sitting here looking at the 4A uh, Southern uh, bracket now as you're talking, but uh, my eyes are focused on the 4A Northeast bracket. Uh, well, Carmel East, Noble, Marion, and this is I, I, I'm just getting excited. See, you got me going already, Greg, Greg Straw. I like that. That's what we're supposed to do on this program. Man, uh, let's talk about let's talk about the best matchup that is in your neck of the woods, and that is Blackford and Madison Grant yeah. in two A. Uh, and obviously, Luke Brown has been such a part of the story of Indiana high school basketball for the last four years. Currently, fifth in terms of the all-time scoring record in the history of Indiana. Uh, the four people that are in front of him: Damon Bailey, Marion Pierce. Romeo Langford, and I skipped over Deshaun Thomas. So Deshaun is third, Romeo is fourth. That is the four-man group that is at 3,000. Luke has an outside chance of getting a 3,000 if they make what would be considered kind of the maximum tournament run. And for a lot of people, that is considered to be the semi-state because, again, the assumption is Blackhawk would be waiting on them uh, in the semi-state if the Bruins can get that far. They have a loss this regular season to Madison Grant. Right. The two teams from a record standpoint are very similar. Your thoughts about those two seeing each other on night one of the tournament? Well, Madison Grant, Greg, as you know, is an outstanding basketball team. They have really been playing well this year. So you sit there and you look at that draw, and if you're if you're Blackford, that's really not the draw you want. I understand you've got to play them early, but this is – you know, uh, Madison Grant's 18 and three, and Blackford sitting there at 17 and four. They've got to win over Blackford. The tournament's going to be played at Blackford. And uh, I, I just feel right now, and, you know, they've had some personnel changes this year at Blackford during the season. And they're starting to come together right now. Matter of fact, I don't believe they played in that uh, Madison Grant game. So uh, I just think right now, this Madison Grant Blackford game is. Uh, the best matchup right now. But, Greg, you got to look right there. Uh, you got an old dog uh, sitting there and tipped and waiting on the winner of this game with Cliff <laughs> Hawkins. Uh, and you know Cliff. Uh, this is not going to be an easy task. This is an outstanding uh, sectional down there at Blackford with these these teams sitting there right now. But I, I, I think Blackford, 
has to play an almost perfect game to be able to beat Madison Grant. With that, what other games got your attention from opening round contests, uh, whether it's in your area or not, across the state of Indiana? Well, I got jumped right down. I, you know, I'm sitting there when you were talking about the four eight uh, at Tech, and and I'm looking here at uh, 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 the Logan Sport semi state uh, regional, excuse me, and the teams are going to filter into there. And I'm looking at Marion right now. Lafayette, Jeff, and Marion <laughs> going to be a great jump off game uh, at Marion, and behind that's Logan Sport, Kokomo, Harrison, McCutcheon sitting there, and you're sitting. I'm looking at. Well, I, I think Lafayette Jeff comes out of that. Okay, fine. Then I jump up D. Snowball. Well, there sets Carroll. Man, they've got to get right through that section. They're going to have a tough time with Snyder down the road. Oh, by the way, here comes Carmel coming out of Carmel. And I said, well, this is going to be interesting. Here comes Homestead out of Fort Wayne. So, Greg, I, I really believe this regional coming into Logansport is going to be, to me, maybe not to you, to me, the most loaded uh, uh, regional in the state with those four, I think, powerhouse teams. No, oh, it is. I mean, it, it is. I mean, you're looking at one and two in the rankings. And, and honestly, I would probably do the top four differently. And let's face it, okay, we're splitting Adams here uh, because you have to play it out. And so it, it'll take care of itself. But the top four as it's ranked right now is Homestead 1, Carmel 2, LN3, Cathedral 4. Right. In my estimation, it should be, it should be Homestead 1, Cathedral 2, mm-hmm. Carmel 3, LN 4. And let me explain why. Um, Homestead is the only undefeated. Duh, they're number one. It took them double overtime to beat Cathedral. That me, to me makes Cathedral number two. Cathedral beat Carmel, which makes them number three. Carmel beat Lawrence North. That makes them number four. Again, we're splitting hairs here um, because they're they're clearly the top four. But a reason I go through that exercise uh-huh. is to say that in the rankings, one and two are going to the regional at Logansport. All right. Yeah. Um, e- even in, in my rankings, so to speak, one and three would be going to the regional at Logansport. So, yes, I agree. The regional, especially in 4A, uh, yeah. is going is, is going to be the one at Logansport. Because the reason never happened last year, um, that 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 nomenclature went to the 3A ranks a year ago because we had one, two, and three that were all going to the Hatchet House uh, in terms of Heritage Hills, Greensburg, and Silver Creek. All those teams could be there again this year. Uh, down in 3A, the rankings would not be as gaudy uh, because Silver Creek <coughs> is going to be number two. Heritage Hills, I think, is number eight. Greensburg was number five. They got beat at South Ripley uh, on Saturday night. So that likely will take a bit of a tumble. But again, that is also another regional that is certainly worthy of that moniker. The other sectional, uh, and and this is one of the ones we emphasized last night, but the way we talk about sectional 10 and 4A, we can talk about sectional 63 uh, that features Bar Reef, Ligoti, North Davies, and Orleans. That's one, two, and four, and 1A. And an Orleans team that would be in my top 10 and is like in the others receiving votes category going into this week. You and I have said frequently on this program, if anybody's going to get Bar-Reeve, it's one of the teams that knows them best. It's Lakota, it's North Davies that are in uh, their same league, their same sectional. And so we're talking about tough tickets. That's going to be a tough ticket to track down coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, But you know what? This is the games we've been looking for. 
uh, all year long uh, in tournament play when it comes down to uh, uh, pack it up and go home or pack it up and go on the road. And, and this is going to be, I'm telling you, if, if you got a chance to get in, and I know many, many will, this is a sectional down south that you have to go to. As far as games this week, uh, the game that, that has the most of my attention um, is going to be Pike and Warren Central on Tuesday night, final Mick game. Uh, from a local standpoint, the game that I think that has the most uh, cachet across the state would be Carl and Attics are playing at Attics on Tuesday evening uh, up in your neck of the woods. Blackhawk and Leo will play each other, right. uh, two highly ranked teams in 2A and 3 although Leo did get beat by Dwinger mm-hmm. last Wednesday. So, again, there are still quality games. There's probably more games this week than there normally would be because if teams are trying to make up lost time or, or have, have a bit of a light schedule or have a conference obligation, games that have been postponed by snow in the last week you know, or by COVID-19 at any point in time in the season – so still a busy week for some teams, but obviously all focus is heading towards next Tuesday. Anything else for the good of the cause today, my friend? Oh, no. Again, congratulations. Great show last night. Enjoy a lot. And our prayers are with uh, Coach Lovell uh, as he makes his strong recovery. I can tell people that Bob is doing very well. Uh, and it was his choice that he made about a week ago to say, you know what? I just don't want to take the chance. I, I want to make sure that everybody gets a great experience. And so, again, Bob has had kind of some focus issues. Um, and again, I don't want to say memory loss because, again, I think this is something that is short term. We have learned so much about COVID-19 in terms of it affects so many people differently. That's one of the ways it's affected Bob. Um, so thankfully, he has he's been with me doing IUPUI basketball. You wouldn't know a difference. He's been hosting Indiana Sports Talk for the last few weeks. Great show as per usual. But he said, you know what? Let me take my time on this. Bob will be back in that chair in October when it comes to the pairing show. So uh, appreciate the kind words for uh, for my friend Bob Lovell. But I can tell you he is getting better by the day. Bob will do it again next week, man. Enjoy your week. You too. Stay safe. For Bob Stambezzi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Thanks to West Wolf behind the scenes. Lauren, folks at State Champs Indiana for putting up with us each and every week. We'll do it again for a postseason edition as you're listening to the State Champs Indiana Hangtime Podcast.